What's up, everyone? Welcome back to our next episode of the Ugly Chairs podcast. I am joined again today with Caleb and Chelsea, and we're continuing our conversation on purpose, which I'm excited about. But first off, how are y'all doing? Doing good. Doing good. Great. Having a great yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We got a lot of time to laugh together then, too, which yeah. is always great. Just healthy sometimes, that. you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So I know last week we talked about um, having some of the students try to guess at what the lore for the chairs are, and yeah. I realized that we didn't get to introduce our friend back here, oh. Solomon oh. the Sloth. Good old Solomon yeah. back there. That's a just nice kind of low-key yeah. creeping, but we love yeah, him. Yeah, it's a little bit. Just just watching our every move in the background. <laughs> so also, uh, in addition to what you think these chairs are about, yeah. why is Solomon? Yes. Why is he creeping Part in the B. background? Why is he not sitting on the table right now? You let us know. Better question. Yep. Why not? Why? Yep. That's true. Really? Why yeah. not? Why not, Solomon? There's yeah. layers to this. Yeah. There There's a lot. There's a lot. So drop in the comments. Let us know. We'll uh, look at those and find a good reason. <laughs> 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 for Solomon, at least. We'll find a good spot. We'll find a good home for him then, too. But, um, y'all, I'm excited. We're continuing our conversation on purpose then. But uh, to get us started, I'm curious. We Last week, we talked about some embarrassing moments from high school. Yeah. I'm curious. And this... I'm worried where this is going to go. I know. I, for, <laughs> y'all, for y'all, maybe you should be. Um, was there anything that you were, like, absolutely obsessed with in high school that you're almost, like, embarrassed to say that you were now mm. or, like, you're just not as, like, all in about anymore? <laughs> I kind of have one. I can't <laughs> no. wait to hear this. Um, I don't even know if it's still referred to this. Like, do people still say dubstep music? Yeah, that's a, just a I genre like of music. That, like, okay. I feel like yeah. dubstep. That like yeah. really ignited like, in those years. Yeah. yeah. And I I feel like I I'd probably argue back then, like, yo, this is like this is good art. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Right. I'm like, <laughs> I, can't eh, see I feel you like I just heard stepper. a vacuum there. Is that a vacuum in that <laughs> song? I'm not oh, sure. that's the sample they used. Yeah, they just took oh, a microphone and recorded is, it. That's like it's one of those like hindsight. I'm like, okay, it's all right. But let's yeah. not get carried away, that's Caleb. Really I don't funny. calm down, buddy. So I just have this image in my brain of like Caleb walking through the halls mm-hmm. of high school with headphones this big. Mm-hmm. Just Yep. Yep. We got a lot of dancing around. Was that accurate? Was that kind of what it was? Well, I like to think they look cooler than that. But, uh, you know. In fairness, I I, I say all that, say, even still to this day at, you know, in the offices at at Effort, if I have, you know, my headphones in, I am, I am like full on like air drumming, tapping, um, doing all that. But, yeah. Chelsea, how about you? Oh, man. The first thing I get is this image of myself. <laughs> it's not good. It's not cute. Oh, no. But back then, I was sold. It might have been like late middle school. So I don't remember uh-huh. if this is exactly high school or if this was more like middle school uh, years. I can't wait. But you know, we all have that stage, right? Uh-huh. Like the ugly stage where it's awkward. It's just, oh, like, yes, it's yes, just yes. weird, yes. right? Never got out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I'm perpetually stuck in that. Some okay, continue. This, if you can imagine, uh, Join me. Come back in time with me. <laughs> I was really into overalls, but like not okay. like cute overalls now. Like they yeah. have, no, these were like mm-hmm. farm and bootleg yeah. straight overalls. Do you spend a lot of time on the farm? No, no, no. <laughs> I grew up in Hazleton. Yeah, I was gonna um, say there's no farm there. you know, no, Yeah, not farm life. Nope. Yep, yep. And uh I thought the more hair gel the better. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And so I really slicked it back to where yeah. it's like, <laughs> that word. like hard, right? <laughs> hard. Yeah. And Maybelline came out with its not sponsors, but yeah. they came out. That was beautiful, guys. Thank you. They came out with this lipstick, <laughs> and it was like, oh no, 
pale pink, like baby powder pink, but like bright okay. bubblegum, bubblegum pink. Bubble That's gum a better pink. word. Okay. All glitter, sparkly, thick glitter, mm-hmm. not lip gloss. Oh. That's like, oh, let me give a little shimmer shine. No, no, no. This was thick. Is there photo yeah. evidence of this? Somewhere? I wish. I oh, so wish I could get this. There has to be this. somewhere. I yeah. wish. Somewhere, please, Chelsea. Because somewhere. I thought I was so beautiful. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. I would do slick back like ponytails. Wow. Piggies, yes. <laughs> half up, half down. Slick. Well, your hair didn't move, you know. No, no, it, no, it didn't. It was solid. Windy that day. Thing, You're fine. I yeah. could withstand a tornado and my hair would have been yeah. solid. <laughs> Mixed also ready to that. hit the farm. Yeah, it's totally. Fine. You're very all fits so well right Mixed now, with yeah. my pink sparkle lipstick yeah. that was pungent. <laughs> I thought yeah. I looked good. Good at nighttime, good. you know, it's like <laughs> reflective. Yeah. Like, you were just Literally, being safety minded. I would have people at school and like my family be like, Chelsea, why do you do this? <laughs> I was like, because I like it. That's why. <laughs> I look really why nice. Why do you not? <laughs> They're like, Okay, like trying to be nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sure. Express yourself. Yeah. yeah, it was not good. Yeah. It wasn't good. Yeah. I wish I had a picture because I would totally like. You definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. Really no, I yeah. really. D- I would. Ask, I'll ask my mom. All right. I'll mm-hmm. ask her. Kim, you had a picture yeah. because we need. Can we to send that in? And document so that, this. If maybe yeah. they just hit all the cameras at that time because they said, "Oh Lord, <laughs> we cannot." Oh, no. She doesn't want to remember this. We cannot. Oh, no. hey. It was not. It was, it was a season. It was a season. It was a season. It happened. Yeah. For me. I'm thinking back to it, and so I play guitar. Um, but for whatever reason, in high school, I really I, I I spent less time actually practicing how to play guitar. Um, and I actually, for whatever reason, I started looking more into how guitars were made, and like I was obsessed with like that Building world and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, I thought for sure I had a I had a woodshop class, and I said like senior year, that's what I'm gonna do. You can do. Did like, you do it? No, I never, I never sticked with it. That'd be, <laughs> oh. with it that That'd be wild, yeah. though. But there were people. I had uh, other high school like classmates who did. Like Seriously? they, they started their freshman year in like whatever like, you know, like tech and design or like whatever like like the most basic intro like yeah. shop class was. Yeah. And then they would go through and do like the metalworking, and then um we had like plasma welders in there too. So I think it was like a whole class with that small engines. There was a whole bunch of stuff. Wow. But basically, if they got like the whole way through, they basically just like. By your senior year, they ran out of classes for you. Yeah. Okay. So there were there were people who were like, "Hey, this is advanced wood shop. <laughs> it's basically a study hall where you can just come in and do whatever you craft. want." Yeah, yeah craft. Yeah. So there were people who like came in and like built guitars and stuff That's too. Fun. So I have um, a wood shop so- story that I have to tell. Oh, go for it, please, it. please do. I love those. It was in wood shop class, it was towards the end of the year. You had to do like this final project, right? Mm-hmm. That like you spent a lot of time on. Yeah. It's all good. I get it done. I hand it to my woodshop teacher, and he holds it, and he oh, looks at me, oh, no. and he goes, well, at least you know what you're not supposed to do with your life. Oh, my word! <laughs> he did not. The audacity. That was basically my grade. I was like, uh, cool, 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 cool. So, you know, like, at the movies rolls around, I'm sweating every time. Oh, I'm just thinking no. about my shop teacher. I yeah. will say, I will say, you learn so much. If y'all serve at the movies mm-hmm. around our church, man, like it yep. is insane. You learn it, like for the build and stuff. You learn oh, so yes. much about, oh, like, yeah. especially when you know nothing. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? I can't just take these four pieces of wood and make a wall. Like, there's a lot more that goes into that. Yeah. that. Wow, it's, it's insane. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot you learn along the way. <laughs> I love how that even tied in with like purpose. That's there it is. Yeah, it works. Teachers are inspirational. Yeah, <laughs> teachers are inspirational. They kill my purpose and they also drive it as well. 
It's so good. It's oh man. But y'all, like uh off of that, we are continuing um that conversation from our last episode, uh continuing to talk about about purpose and stuff. And um as we dive back in, um gonna kinda hit it from a little bit of a different lens um today then. I'm curious uh, to kind of prime us for that conversation. If I were to say the word witness to you and you had no context, or rather someone else was asking you, like, hey. Uh, what is a witness? They had no context for what the word is. How would you mm-hmm. describe what a witness is to someone? Yeah, I think legally, instantly. So this is oh, how really? I would this is how I would okay. explain yeah, it to somebody. Um, the the Christianese version of it, mm-hmm. and also like the legal version. So when I yeah. hear witness, I instantly think of if you call somebody to the witness stand, it means that they saw something, they experienced something. So like if a robbery happens and you Mm -hmm. were standing outside on the street when that happened, the police will come to you as the witness and say, Mm -hmm. what did you see? What did you experience? What happened? You were here. Mm -hmm. Tell us the information because you were firsthand. And so I would explain it to people about like being a witness for Jesus in the same way. Like Mm -hmm. it's sharing what we've experienced, what we know, what we've heard, how, personal real life encounter this is what i've read and learned and studied in the bible but this Mm -hmm. is also what god has done in my life right here's how i've seen him work and move here's how i want to tell other people about him i want to share the good news and so to me that's being a witness it's sharing your personal experience mixed with information that you have so yeah not just somebody on the street corner saying repent or go to hell which (laughs) is what i kind of used to think yeah sure um but it's just so much more than that aligning with what you're saying first thing that comes to mind is just like like my experience similar yeah um of like hey like i experienced this myself i saw with my own eyes um like i was there so that and Mm -hmm. then the other thing like i can't get out of my head is like some kind of preacher up on stage saying can i get a witness and somebody say amen brother (laughs) i can't get that that's there that's That's that too all right would you explain it that way to somebody so here's what it is amen brother (laughs) anytime says the word witness around you you have to go amen brother Uh, no it's gonna happen works yeah Could happen in this podcast. Yeah, right, right now, right yeah, now, brother. actually. Yeah, anytime we say that. No, be, Amen. <laughs> Good. But, um, but yeah, because in a lot of ways, the word isn't one that we, like, normally throw around, but it actually does have a lot to do with, um, in a lot of ways, our purpose with um, how we're following mm-hmm. after Jesus because um, he's calling us to be his witnesses. Like, even you were explaining right. there, Chelsea, and sharing our experience with him to the world. Um, so I'm curious for y'all as you have, uh, just experienced it in your life, what has that looked like for y'all? Have you wrestled with the idea of being uh, a witness and sharing that, uh, or sharing about Jesus with others in that way? And maybe even too, what have been some of the hesitations or fears that have kept you back from doing that then as well? Yeah. First thing that comes to mind for me is I feel like there was a time that I, I felt like I needed to like know all of the answers of my faith yeah. and not Dude, have any doubts. And real. I needed yeah. to know like all of the verses and whatever in order to actually tell people right. about Christ. Before but you could even exactly. Yeah. But yeah. when you start thinking about it, like, no, I just need to tell people about what God has done in my life and right. how he's transformed me. Mm-hmm. Um, that is such a more powerful testimony. It's such a more powerful way to share right. about Christ than having all of the talking points anyway. Right. So yeah. like Absolutely. there's something to be able to point to scripture in those kinds of conversations. I, I don't want to devalue that, but yeah. um, that's, not primary when I'm when I'm sharing right. with people about Christ. So yeah. that's probably the first thing that comes to mind. Sure. Yeah, yeah totally. for sure. I feel like it can be really scary mm. at times. Mm-hmm. It's like 
even to this day, it is yeah. something that can be nerve wracking. I can feel insecure about thinking like, well, I don't want to be weird. I don't want right. people to like, I don't want to push somebody away. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Like, I don't know where they stand or what they believe. And I don't want to offend anybody. Like, I think there's a lot of what ifs and excuses that come to me mm-hmm. is are the things that like hold me back from doing it is like my insecurities, my yep. fears of not having the answers yeah. to their questions. Like, well, what if they come back and ask me all of these facts or like, I don't know if I could talk to that. But, yeah. um, but then coming back to like, or even like doubting that my story matters or is important yeah. or like, why would people care about what happened in my life? It's yeah. who cares about me? Like, right. so I think those are the things that intimidate me or hold me back. But when I just am courageous enough or ask them like, Hey, can I share my experience with you? Or, mm-hmm. well, here's what I know. And am okay to not know all the answers that just helps it go just so much better and mm-hmm. make it. Then I'll, if I, if I focus on being a witness is just sharing my experience and what I do know, what I have seen, it takes some of that pressure away yeah. of like yeah. fact checking right. myself. It's my life. What are you going to tell right. me about How my life? How are you going to argue right. with my life? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Totally. You can try, but like, you know, <laughs> Back like, up. No. Yeah. like been there. So, um, I think that helps relieve some of that pressure to like do it. Yeah. But like, I don't have all the answers and to admit that of like, yeah, you know, I don't totally. know. I don't have all the answers, but here's what I've experienced. Here's what I do know. Um, and then I think there's freedom in that and beauty. I think it's interesting. I kind of going off of that last part there too i feel like in a lot of ways when i in in my experience with it when i feel like i don't have the answers the next logical jump i go to then is oh it doesn't i probably am not the right person for this right that makes sense right like there's someone who's going to be way better explaining this whole jesus thing than me there's going to be someone who's way better explaining the whole faith thing than me um so like and even too i think some of that even just as a uh younger individual still kind of freshly out of college and stuff um like there's some of that tension I still feel like I can even feel uh, from like a staff side of things at times. Yeah. So like, oh my word, like um, I'm getting to work with all of y'all who've been doing it a whole lot longer and uh, I'm getting a chance just to be around incredible leaders all the time. It's like, oh man, like what role do it? Like what, where's my purpose? Where's my yeah. role in some of that yeah. stuff then too, right? So like even like in this season, I can oftentimes feel that way too. But even thinking through like the lens of our high schoolers and again, where we were with this um, part of our purpose as followers of Jesus when we were in high school, Um, how did you view yourself in high school as far as like that leadership and that ability to, um, speak into people's lives in that way in high school? Did you feel like there were people you were doing that for, or was that, um, maybe a harder thing to, um, I don't know, a different kind of relationship you've had? Yeah. Based based off of what you're saying, the first thing that comes to my mind is I feel like there's uh, sometimes an, uh, an unnecessary expectation that we put on ourselves to Mm. be resolved completely when it comes to our faith yeah. or a particular issue in faith. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the most powerful things that we can do sometimes is just say, Hey, like I'm in process. You can be in process with me in this and we yeah. can figure out an answer together. Yeah. And that's oftentimes a way more authentic approach with it in general. And I'll say it just takes some of that pressure off. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, yeah, like even if you're following Christ, and even if you've been following Christ for a long time, like mm-hmm. you're not going to have all of the answers. Right. And even like sometimes you'll, um, you know, you'll walk a journey, you'll have a learning and then that learning will last for a little while and you're going to need to learn that thing again. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, right. yeah, this expectation that you have the whole puzzle put together right. is not a feasible one. I don't feel like we should feed into that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I feel like um, for me in high school, it was easier to be a witness when I had relationship. Mm-hmm. And so being friends and and 
becoming friends with people who didn't know Jesus and trying yeah. to um, get to know them and build that relationship is what gave me a foundation to be able to speak on so much easier. That came in a natural, authentic, conversational way yep. mm-hmm. that when they're sharing a struggle at home or we're having a sleepover and it's midnight and we're giggling giddy about something and something right. comes up, then I can the door is then open that I can share and I don't yeah. have to bust down a door right. and mm-hmm. make it awkward or just, um, I don't know, put all this pressure on myself yeah. to have to get it all right or get all the puzzle pieces or to like perform yeah. um, and to say it all right. But when I had those like one-on-one relationships that I could just sit in with them in the mess, yeah. I yeah. think that's what opened up so much better opportunities for me. And I felt so much more comfortable. Right. Then sharing and having those conversations sure. to then invite them to church with me of like, hey, come, come to youth group, come to church with me. Here's how I process this and like yep. just able to share more authentically that way. But if I don't have a relationship with the people, then it felt forced. It felt awkward. It was right. uncomfortable and it wasn't impactful at all anyway. Right. You right. know, like then it was just like, what are you doing? Sit down. Yeah. Well, people, like people can learn more from the content of your character than the words of your mouth. Right. Yes. And yeah. as you live in relationship with people and they see how you uh, respond in this situation, in this situation, right. what you say in this situation, all of a sudden yeah. you start to paint a picture over time of like, right. Hey, here's um, as best as I can do in a, a picture of what Christ is. Yeah. Right. And totally. again, like, like it alleviates some of that pressure of like, well, I have this one chance. I have this one moment. Right. I have this uh, one opportunity to really share Christ with them. And, there might be a handful of situations like that in your life, but ultimately it's mm-hmm. going to be the people that are around you consistently. Right. You have chances mm-hmm. constantly to show right. them who Christ is and you'll do it in your words, your yes. actions and how you respond and everything. Your life yeah. can be your witness, yes. not just your mouth. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to speak way more powerfully yep. than the five minutes of yep. testimony time right. that you get sure. or whatever, yeah. like yeah. your life, your actions, how you respond opens up those doors. And then people are like, why are you different? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then it's like, well, let me tell you why. Yeah. I have this guy named Jesus, and he mm-hmm. pretty friggin' rocks. Yeah. And it <laughs> makes a difference. You I know? love Big it. idea. Like, <laughs> big there idea. it is. There it pretty is. friggin' rocks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love it. Just, you know. <laughs> you know, it works. It's great. It's great. Well, and even then, too, with high school, I think um, one of the cool things, even thinking back on my time in high school, was the relationship I, that season of life um had with the church like as a high school student the more i got involved with the church and started yeah. serving and stuff i'm curious for y'all when you guys were in high school what did like serving in church look like for y'all how are you stepping up and being leaders during that season in your life if, if you were and um yeah what just what kind of all did that look like at that season in your guys's life yeah honestly when i look back on it i feel like that's something that i botched like mm. okay i yeah. definitely had a more refined vision for myself and how to share jesus outside of the church than to support mm what's happening inside of the church. Sure, so like yeah. I would do things here or there, but I definitely was not a go-to person. Mm. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. like let's get them plugged in over there and doing this and doing that. Right. Um, I was definitely much more cognizant of how my witness could be effective sure. outside the church. And I didn't yeah. have a holistic picture of, yeah. of how God wanted and to And I guess that's me. kind of the reason yeah. why I asked the question, because in a yeah. lot of ways we will, I think some people start to get siloed into either of those two. Yeah. They'll either get siloed into the um, like version. It's like, Oh, like, everything that I'm doing to impact people for Jesus is right. happening within the walls of the church or yep. happening right. just outside of it. It's when in reality, picture. there's a whole yeah. picture element yeah. of that right. too. Yeah. There's both. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I, 
when I served in the church growing up, this was hard for me because I didn't have mm-hmm. an awesome, I'm going to be real, my yeah. my uh, church experience in high school wasn't stellar. Mm. I had some painful situations, some hurtful situations in the church while I was in high school, even though I loved it so much. It was still, um, yeah. wasn't all rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. And so me serving in the church um, was just like in youth group and we mm. had a worship team and I was able to serve a little bit on that. But mm. um, there was a lot of hard, hurtful, painful situations with me trying to serve and trying yeah. to take extra leadership, yeah. trying to do more um, that I was just like kind of stifled out of. And so yeah. that was how, that was actually kind of hard for me. How difficult is it to learn that church is ultimately a whole bunch of imperfect people that yes. are worshiping a perfect God? Seriously. Yeah. That gets so muddled. Right. And it's tough. It's real tough. It's, it's like, hard well, when I thought you we were supposed to be like Christ-like. That, yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially if you have this illusion, which I totally had, even though I grew up in the church, like I felt like, oh, you follow Jesus, then mm. life is good. And you are mm. good. And everyone right. who follows Jesus is good. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> nope, <laughs> it is not that at all. Newsflash, that's yeah. a lie. Actually, yeah. scripture says in this world, you will have trouble, right. but take heart. I've overcome it. Not right. follow Jesus and life will be perfect. And mm-hmm. you will be perfect. Right. And all of your Christian friends will be perfect. And your pastor will be perfect. And no, no, no. Like, yeah. no, you're, you are still a flawed human being. Yeah. Um, and I experienced other flawed human beings and that was hard and hurtful, but, yeah. um, but I still tried to serve. I still you sure, know, made yeah. effort and energy to do that within the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just navigating a yeah. difficult it's situation. In, yeah. It's an intersection there of a difficult yeah. season there then too. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm also curious too, maybe, uh, even then outside of that space, but like the more you got involved with it, how did that start to change your personal relationship with Jesus and to mm-hmm. you? Cause Anytime you take that step to start serving sure. uh, in the church, that slowly becomes more of like a, hey, like you're publicly kind of putting your relationship with Jesus out on display. You're witnessing yeah. that in a way then too, especially as you interact with others and you're being there to care uh, for them, sit in groups with them, even yeah. running a tech board. You know what yeah. I mean? Like all that speaks to um, your willingness to just care for others in response to what Jesus has done in your life. Um, so yeah, how's that? How was that season or as you guys got more involved? Um, how was that impacting your private relationship with Jesus then too? Made yeah, me come personally. alive. Yeah. That's cool. Made me come alive. Yeah. Made me feel true purpose for like the first time. It made mm. me hungry and want more. Um, like especially even um, serving at LCBC and like just the first times as an adult serving. Yeah. But even in youth group, like growing yeah. up, like I always wanted to be in ministry because it made me feel my purpose. It fueled me in a way, gave me life in a way, like it grew me in a way that is indescribable. And I have not experienced anywhere else. Yeah. And I've experienced a lot of things in life and I've never experienced anything other than like when we get to give and serve and lead, Mm -hmm. not only can we see some of the impact of, of our um, gifts being used, which is really encouraging Mm -hmm. and awesome, but the amount of growth that I was able to have and see in myself, like was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just had made me come alive in yeah. a way that I did not anticipate. Yeah. Really and, cool. And honestly, I feel like you've, you've touched on, on both kinds of growth that can happen when you serve in the church. So yeah. one of them is like, hey, God gives you gifts. He gives you abilities. He wants you to use those for other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, those will continue to develop. Your capacity will expand. All those things are yeah. great. Yeah. The other part of it, too, is um, as you're serving with other people and mm-hmm. having those relationships when they go bad or, go- or good or mm-hmm. whatever it happens, like, mm-hmm. 
so often God uses other people in our lives to, to change us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the hardest lessons in those are already what you're talking about where it's like, Hey, like what you did wasn't Christ-like there or it frustrated me or it was negative in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And like needing to continue to grow in your faith in the midst of those situations. I Mm -hmm. feel like God can use those in a major, major way. Um, yeah. cause honestly, like it does, it, it takes away some of the perfect picture that oftentimes people have at church and it's right. like, Hey, it's not that at all. Like it truly is a family. Yeah. Like, is there a family that doesn't fight? Right. right. That doesn't yeah. no. like get messy sometimes, but yeah. Yeah. ultimately, right. um, you know, God's, God's intent for family is that they're together and loving each other and working through those things. Same thing. Totally. Yep. It's yeah. true yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. there's great purpose in that. We can yep. find great purposes yes. being a part of that kind yep. of a family that yeah. too, right? Yeah. So even to thinking about, um, maybe a high school student that's, um, kind of on the fence about serving and even just like maybe wondering if what they're bringing is enough or would be impactful, yeah. um, be meaningful then what would y'all um, encourage that student? Yeah, hundred percent jump in like yeah. actually though. And like one of the things that I love about how we handle it here is mm-hmm. uh, we'll say, Hey, like try it. And then, you know, you can keep going, but if it's not working out, like mm-hmm. great, like we'll find what works, but right. the truth remains God put gifts and abilities in every single person for the purposes of serving other people. And like, we are committed to helping you find that. So even if you doubt that within yourself or you doubt that, like Mm -hmm. uh, the the different roles that we have here would be a good fit for you. Like we're going to figure something out for you because God Mm -hmm. is calling you to contribute in that way. Absolutely. I would tell them you are enough. Mm. Yeah. You're enough just the way that you are. Yeah. Yeah, You got flaws. So do we. But God wants to use that and wants to work in and through you mm-hmm. and do it. Jump in. You are valuable. You are awesome. You are yep. loved. You have purpose that is beyond your understanding. And I know that it will help you come alive just like it helped me come alive. I know mm-hmm. you'll be able to help other people grow and flourish and it will help you grow and flourish just the same. It doesn't matter if you are questioning if you know Jesus, you can still hold doors for people and make them feel loved and seen and known and welcome Mm -hmm. and break down barriers for other people to walk into the door. It doesn't matter if you've been following Jesus for a hundred years, you still have a place and it might look different, but use your gifts and your talents and your abilities. Because if not, our church is being robbed. Right. of what you have to get hundred percent right because yeah. like there's only one of you and god made you unique and yeah. special and a masterpiece like we talked about before mm-hmm. like god created you for a reason just the way that you are and if you don't use those things then we mm-hmm. are held back as a result well there's even like like squandering your potential yes. like i put so much in you yeah. like put it out there oh my and develop gosh, yeah. it and keep moving forward right. yeah 100 yes yeah. Yeah, so reason to believe that a purpose of our lives as human beings is to be able to serve god mm-hmm. right and by doing so we're doing that through the extension of the church right okay. um like why wouldn't you hop in why wouldn't yes. you give it a try like y'all have been saying and even too, it gets me excited, and I think we can even just kind of visualize and see this because again, we get we get the privilege of being some of the boots on the ground at our different locations and kind of getting to see, um, just even with students as they're we get the process along student or alongside students as they're going through these different seasons. But can y'all like imagine what like our church would look like, what our campuses would look like yeah. with students like just jumping in? um choosing not to say hey like we're not like the future church like we're the church today yeah and like what that would look like like it would be insane it would be awesome yeah 
little bit book. chaotic, but there's fun oh, in yeah. that. It's a big it's happy good. family. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah hey, listen, it's listen, so good. There, there's got to be a couple of holes in the wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shoot a ministry. Ugly <laughs> chairs. <laughs> we'll take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we'll put some drywall over top of it. It's no, fine. It's, it's great. So good. It's great. We need um, everyone to jump in. But so, so in closing with all that, as we kind of wrap up this whole conversation of purpose, how do we um, just take that next step? What does that next step look like for us just to continue to um, dive into that purpose that God's given us of being a witness to others um, and really just using those gifts to um, just bring him glory yeah. in that way then? Yeah, most simply, listen to God and do what he says. Right. Yeah. And then really specifically in this conversation, I'd say like, yeah, jump in. Like just have that initial conversation. Talk to whoever is on your campus, however, yeah. um, you know, whether it be a student ministry person, campus pastor, doesn't matter. Uh, mm-hmm. Just start that conversation, see where it leads, yeah. and, and yeah. keep following God in it. Yeah, I would say mm-hmm. lean in. Mm-hmm. Even if it's scary, even if it's uncomfortable, even if you're doubting, even if you're unsure, yeah. whether it's in the church or outside of it, wherever you're going to be a witness and use your purpose, lean in. Lean mm-hmm. into Jesus yeah. and just do it. Pull the Band-Aid off. Rip it off. Ooh. Don't pull it off hair by hair. That sucks. Just <laughs> get it off, right? So lean in. Things <laughs> will get better, and God will use you in mighty ways that you have can't even imagine yeah. and yeah. so lean in and do it listen to god yeah. this is pretty freaking cool that's a big idea big idea big idea there we go there we go uh well y'all i'm grateful for y'all i'm grateful for the time that we got to spend together talking about this and even more importantly i'm so glad we got to do it on top of these right. chairs, I love yeah. these things. chairs i'm taking cool. this home yeah you you're about ready to like recline like uh, hit oh i will yeah. there's no doubt in my mind yeah. that i'll yeah. be doing that yes yeah. well y'all thanks for joining us we'll be back with some more episodes in the future so make sure you follow along we'll see you then 